<laughs> there you go. Sure. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Making the Dough Show. I'm John Cohn. I'm Nate C. Murray. And you just came back from PAX South. I was at PAX Unplugged about a month ago. Yeah. And now a month later, here you are with uh, your PAX South experience. Absolutely. Two yeah. guys that don't want to go to shows both sat down <laughs> at lunch, and within minutes, you were convinced to go to a show the next weekend. Yeah, that happened quick. Yeah, I needed more uh, mental time, and so I took this show, PAX South. So... Uh, my first show in a long time. Yeah. yeah. I intentionally wanted 2019 off of board game shows. Um, and you managed and, it, right? And I managed it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did it. So that was good. And it was good to the to the point where I don't think you're going to hear me say a bad thing about a show this year. Wow. Well, that's a bold claim, right? It's a bold claim when Gen Con is three days after San, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bold yeah. claim. And yeah. we have big stuff going at Gen Con, so I can't chicken out right right i have to put this out there we can't be sick we can't be dead for and i can't just go i'm not going no so if you're going to gen con book a meeting with me now help help me help myself and get to gen con but anyway pack south um it was a great time john so i did the show the way that i will be doing shows now which Uh is a less committal and meeting on the fly and and networking but uh i got in about 3.30 3.30 a.m. My pl- plane was nicely delayed. Oh, lovely. Which gave me time to learn how to edit videos, by the way. I can do that oh. now. Oh, okay. Uh, what program? Uh, Flumeria or something like that. I have no, no idea. I rage, okay. I rage bought it. I needed a video. Uh, I'm better than that guy, John. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up an old fight. But uh, it was wrong. But I'm, turns out he wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> took me four hours. I'm like, oh, God, this is easy. Um, so I got in at 3.30. Um, and I was staying with... The first two nights, I stayed with uh, the team from Deepwater. Mm-hmm. So they had a and b on a really cool, quiet block, which was nice. Uh, and Nolan, uh, the head, the CEO was going to stay up and pick me up and it kept getting later and later. And I, I just said, Hey, I, I, you, you're working. It's yeah. fine. I'm used to Ubers in, in strange towns. So he said, great. He went to bed. I got in about three 30 and they had left a nice little fold out couch for me. So I was very back right into like how board gamers do things. You're all in. Yeah. So crashed on the couch and, uh, you know, we're both stated on record, very big insomniacs. Yeah. Uh, so I heard them wrestling real early. So I tried. I tried to put myself down and got a little bit of sleep. But uh, I, I had my ear, my my hand pressed against my ear. I was trying to sleep, and at seven, I hear someone said, "Do you think Nate wants a coffee?" So I just answered them and <laughs> got to work. Uh, so we rode in the show, and they were there. I mean, this was my first time meeting these people in person, and right. I couldn't have been more excited with how instantly it felt like this is a team we want to be part of. And if you haven't been listening to season three. Yeah, uh, we are working with Deepwater uh, in a studio capacity to bring Monstrosity to market. Uh, it will be direct to retail and coming out at Gen Con. Yes, and so I had concerns. You've been working hard with the creative team. I've been working with Jacob, who is uh, on more on the money side. Right. Well, and as as we have our uh, Facebook groups named. Yes. Uh, I'm part of Team Spend Money, and I'm part of Team Make Money. There we go. Yes. And so um, <laughs> this is my first time crossing the lines and kind of saying, okay, I, I'd like to see some things. And they couldn't have been more open. I couldn't be more pleased with their progress. Is couldn't have thought it's a more talented team. Yeah. Uh, really like Nolan's thoughts on how to carry inventory for a booth. Okay. How, how to stage a booth, how to staff it. That was great. They had a wonderful, prestigious spot for Monstrosity right at the front. Mm-hmm. Um, so I jumped in and started doing demos. Had a lot of fun. Um, I did learn that one thing about Monstrosity, when you're demoing, 
and you play as the witness. Mm-hmm. When when no one sticks around for taking the turn of a witness and you only have the last monster you saw in your head, when you become the witness five, six times, the mon- whichever monster you're doing, you're, it, you start to feel insane because they're, <laughs> they're going, does it have tentacles? And you know one of the last five you saw did, but you're only seeing these cards for 10, sen- 10 seconds. So we were doing 10 seconds and 90 seconds, respectively. 10 okay. seconds to look at the monster, uh-huh. put the monster down, I no longer get to see it, now I describe it. For 90 seconds worked great we had nine people games we had meta so uh we had a blast and then um you know i would help download and i sold a few copies of fantastic factories for them <laughs> great yeah they tried to get me to stop and i said if you were at my booth you would do the same thing you would cover a spot yeah like sure. it's all about you know the industry is very team oriented so just thrilled um you know we put in a good day's work went out to a bar put in a good night's work <laughs> And did the whole thing again on Saturday. Uh, now, I was leaving Sunday. Uh-huh. And um, I knew that for me, having not slept Thursday, Friday, Saturday was going to be a problem. Sure. So I took a hotel room for Saturday night. And I my show legs were still working on them. So, I, you know, I, I was not the best demo guy Saturday and do it, didn't do it wall to wall. But that's not the point anymore. The point is high action, you know, high, high impact actions. So the other high impact action I did was I took a break from demoing and I went to meet meet with Frank from Zafty. Right. And Frank's uh, Frank actually texted me in a panic and needed to move our meeting, and further needed me to be a little early and block off more time because Frank needed help in a two ha- two headed magic uh, two headed monster Magic the Gathering pre release event. <laughs> I love how you frame it when you set it up. You're like, uh, he had an emergency. It, it was, was a panic. We needed he, to move our meeting. He is, he is a ranked player in Magic the Gathering. Yeah. And he did not want to miss out on a possibility. Yeah. Because of the format of Two-Headed Giant, uh, he was going to be helping me build the deck and strategize. Uh-huh. So I felt comfy being in there. I'm not up to date on the current meta. Right. But I know all the mechanics and the systems. So if I'm with a smart player, yeah, uh, I can play. So we had an hour to sit there and build our deck from cracked booster packs. Sure. And How then, many boosters? Is it 15 boosters? Uh, 12, 12 boosters. So we chopped those up. I ran uh, black, red. He ran white, red, I believe. But no green? Uh, no, we pulled some good greens. In hindsight, we would have won with green. Yeah, but that's right. You would have. We had the best. Green is the best color. I, I, it depends on the set now because blue is very weak in this set, and traditionally hmm. blue is strong. Well, yeah. I mean, blue, blue is really good as a... A kind of a thinking man's deck. I mean, it's, it's a trappy, thinky, yeah. nasty. It's. I mean, I'm a poker player, so blue is probably what most. Of, right. And Magic has a lot of crossover with poker players. Right. Right. So, getting off topic, Frank, we were meeting with uh, because Frank is a big fan of Council of Verona yep. and our reboot of it, and in this new iteration mm-hmm. of what we do. We're picking partners that are helping with things we don't do. Mm-hmm. And Frank is going to um, help bring that game to market. So we worked out some numbers on that. We have several options. He was very, very cool to deal with because he's kind of like me where you just kind of noodle numbers out in the air and then uh, figure out what's what you land on. Yeah. So uh, a lot of fun with him. We did lose <laughs> our match, uh, and it was a grindy, long loss where oh. you, we could, you could kind of see halfway through that you were going to lose two health around and nothing you could do about it. Mm. So, um, sorry, Frank to let you down, but he, I, I found out he won some matches Sunday, so he's fine. Okay. Um, and then that was about it. Saturday night was meant for fighting and then Sunday was flying and, uh, I got on out of there 
And came home just energized and ready to be back on the board game scene. Yeah. Um, I designed a ridiculous game that I sent you the rules to today. <laughs> you did? You did? Yeah. And, I, and then I said, it's not that ridiculous. Yeah. It's actually a legitimate no, concept. I know. And then I had to stop because I was like, oh, now I'm going to tell them the rules for the advanced real game. And then and then we're going to have a problem, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so but it was just good being back in the game space. I was good at board games when I worked them all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't put enough time in and, and remembering that you're valued and, and good at things has been wonderful. So, awesome. uh, the food, uh, Hey, Matt, fantastic. Thank you for, uh, reminding me it's the, uh, the old fashioned. I had to reach out to Matt for the Mexican place that I like. Oh, <laughs> so I, I messaged him in the middle of his night and said, Hey, where'd we go for Mexican? So he hooked that up okay. and, uh, there you go. So good, reasonably good food, reasonably good time. Great. I'm back in the show life. Awesome. Well, uh, the next big show around the corner, uh, I think, is going to be Gamma, which yeah. is the more it's the more trade show. It's it's retailers, it's publishers, um, and I know you're you're between choices, but you've got a hard choice. I'm on between that one. rock and roll and the hard rock on that one. I yeah, yeah. I I go to Reno. I will. Everyone who knows me knows I go to Reno every year for a very important trip. It is our Graceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go 30, 40 guys deep. Um, we're in costumes, we're going hard, we are known. I have people I text and I get rooms set up for several of my friends and we're dialed in. We come in, Reno, you can be treated very well for not a bad amount of money. Mm -hmm. So that trip is the week after Gamma. Yeah. Essentially, and Gamma's a midweek show. Yeah. Which means I would have to go to Reno for 11 or 12 days straight, probably, to do it right. And that's probably something the world doesn't need. I would say you got a picture that that you let you know that Deepwater had unleashed a sleeping giant. Yes, yes, I did. I did. I got a picture from Jacob at like midnight or one in the morning, and it was like, uh oh, what have we done? <laughs> yeah, I woke up and uh, you know, famous questions when hanging out with people. Like, How do you feel? I'm like, I'm great. Let's go to the show. And they're like, Jesus. And one of the guys goes, You'd ruin my life. No, I, care. I can't be around you. And I go, Okay, man. <laughs> I, you know, I'm an anxious, tired, sleepy guy, so I turn up the volume to 11 sometimes to power myself through. Mm-hmm. If you fake you're having fun, you suddenly find yourself having fun. Sure. So it's somewhat of an act and somewhat of a reality. Somewhere in there is the is Nate Murray, and somewhere in there is Ricky Mammal. Ricky Mammal. Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky likes shows now. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, we'll see if you get to make it to Gamma. I know that it would be... It'd be nice, but uh, that's also a big, it's a big ask. It's a big ask. We've got a few other shows coming in uh, 2020. Neither of us will be at Origins. Yes, for very important reasons. Turns out I'm getting married that weekend. Didn't realize that when we set the date, but I'm I'm happy about it. It's all good. It's a good excuse. I've used it already. (laughs) I've used it, which covers you because I tell people. So it's been a great thing. No, I can't. Yeah, and I can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, But Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be at, and then I'm sure we'll find a couple other cons. We'll find something local. throughout the year yeah. and, and do some stuff. Oh yeah, we got a couple unsolidified, but that tech show and that monster show. Right, right. So we'll be we'll be at shows. So if you're a person at a show, let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, cool. Um, so in other updates, just on monstrosity. Game was great. Aside from the show, and aside from being a great game, uh, we've now got our. Box art in. Well, at least part of our box art. I think we're still figuring out a couple of things on it. Um, But by the time this is posted up, I think uh, we'll be pretty close to releasing that and doing press release and all that Mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, So keep an eye out for that because uh, the box art is dope. 
Yeah, it's, really it's amazing. Uh, and uh, do you know the artist's name? Don't Dave. Yeah. Uh, this Dave, is, this is the time that I'm not going to know the yeah. last name. <laughs> yeah. So you were on Team Spend Money, which meant contracting art. So you should, that's. I know, that's I know. Problem. That's on me. That's on me. I should know well, his name. I did at one point. Um, we'll tag Dave and, and sure. make sure that people know his name because he, he crushed it. He did a really so good fun. job. Um, we, we made it so that because one thing we I think we've discovered, we initially had the game. Um, where it was more focused towards adults, and then there was like, well, kids can play it too. Right. But I think we've found that um, it's as well as being a big hit with adults, it's also a big hit with kids. And a lot of people who play it go, oh, can't wait to play this with my kids, can't yeah. wait to take this to my classrooms. I, I don't know if this happened to you, but um, I had two or three different people who were like, okay, I'm a middle school English teacher, or oh, I'm like an elementary teacher, and I'm, I'm going to play this with my kids. as it, Nothing else other than a writing prompt. They were like, yeah. I'm an English teacher. This is a great writing prompt game. We're going to play this, and then we're going to write stories, and it's going to yeah. be it's going to be a whole thing. So, Oh, that's genius. That's so good. such a good idea. Um, I found that kids... I was playing a very loose demo, which meant um, we talked about how to get points, but we didn't keep score. I would just say, sure. you get a point, you get a point. Sure, and that's boom. the game, right? And that's the game. But I would say, now, does anyone want to be the witness? Mm-hmm. And then uh, a lot of adult groups, they were like, ah, oh, that's a lot of pressure. Um, but the kids... The kids were like, I'll describe a monster. Yeah. I'm like, perfect. And so that was really fun to see for me. And then I get to draw, which is fun. Right, right. Yeah. Although it's, oh boy, it's so hard to draw when you know every single monster and you've done them 40 times that day. And you intentionally try to do it shitty so that you're like, well, I want I them just, to do a good job. But um, I just draw exactly how they say it. Is that, I try to, but then I I'm, just, you can't help but have that knowledge creep in you're like well I, I can picture it in my head now I know exactly what it looks like eh, I, I no I, no, no I didn't have that problem because oh. when I when I would run into it there could be several that would be close and so if I start drawing if I don't do what they literally say I could be drawing a different one from memory and that's that's silly. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't have that problem. Yeah. But no. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I did. I did. Uh, I had, the, I had I a bit of a problem. <laughs> it's you exactly had, one. You had one? Yeah. Okay. I can t- uh, it's the, uh, the, I get, the, it's the hydrant. Oh, yeah. 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 One. Yeah. That one. So okay. it's good. It's good for us as we move forward and get more art to know right. um, what things are just like, oh, that's very simple to say what that is. So right. Right. It's good. So we're learning. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I want to tell you a cool thing that I just oh, yes. heard uh, about our podcast because this is this is neat. This is the first time that this has happened. Um, so so Delaney was telling me the other day, she goes, hey, so one of my coworkers found your podcast. Oh, my gosh. She was two-thirds of the way through listening to it when you guys dropped my name and she went, wait, hang on a second. This is, oh, I know who this is. That's (laughs) hilarious. But apparently we are fairly easily searchable uh, on board gaming podcasts on iTunes. Perfect. So um, we like and subscribe. Mash yes, that. Mash right. that five star button. We've never done this where we try to promote ourselves on iTunes because, frankly, I haven't used iTunes in fifteen years. Didn't, never had it. Uh, but um, apparently, we're on there. That's great. And um, by having people give us good ratings, it, it boosts us up even higher on iTunes. Um, so yeah, if you if you use iTunes, it would be really great uh, if you could like or five star or yeah, whatever yeah. it is subscribe now and check out our merch right that's what the kids say <laughs> i don't know shirts are coming soon that's right uh but yeah it was cool to have somebody really out in the fun. wild yeah. listen to our podcast 
and uh, and not know it was us, and yeah. not know that they had any correlation to it. Totally. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. Uh, it was it was a fun fun little thing to talk yeah. about. Yeah, that's really fun. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's all of the big news that we have okay. right now. Um, but I know that uh, you you had some exciting, uh, or you had a, a topic you wanted to bring up I, for your thing this week. Yeah, we'll go right into that. Wow, Let's go we're right just cruising along. Like we are, we are. This seems to be a little shorter, yeah, but okay. uh, I, you know, we, we yeah. kind of made it through. We should have some filler. You want to play a filler game? I mean, I'd love to play a filler game. Yeah. I love to play games. Right. Although right now yeah. I'm, I'm midway through assembling these new, because uh, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I just got the Shuri and Okoye packs. Uh, and I, I say I gotta say because I always have said on this podcast every time we I, we've come after playing this game or so right good. before that it's a fantastic game and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I'm um, bummed to see you cutting up pieces instead of setting up pieces. Yeah, really, it's a different process. I'm, yeah, I'm in the assembly mode right now. I'm Avengers assembling these um, these miniatures. Yeah. But uh, I've I've been in the hobby of assembling and painting miniatures since yeah, I was very like good at 11. It. I mean, I've been doing this for a very long time. Um, it's one of my mom's greatest regrets, taking me to Game Empire when I was 10 years old and said, well, this might be something he's into. Ooh. Big mistake, mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she should have given you. I never, had, I never had money for drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but of, of, of the amount of time I've been doing this, I am assembling Shuri and Akoya. Shuri is possibly one of the most difficult miniatures I have ever assembled. Yeah, and I've yeah, assembled yeah. Kingdom Death. Like, right. this, the amount of pieces that are unnecessarily separate mm-hmm. on the sprue and are the teeniest, tiniest little pieces I've ever experienced. I thought it was insane when I had shoulder or elbow pads on Baron Zemo that I had to attach. Putting together Shuri's arms has been a Herculean effort. Um, so if you are a fan of Marvel Crisis Protocol or you're getting into the hobby, um, just know the Shuri and Okoye pack going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's gonna, yeah. Don't, don't For, try to assemble them over a carpet because you will lose the pieces. Yeah, you showed me. Um, so how long will Shuri take you? So I'm mostly done with Shuri. She took me about, I mean, just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's going to take that necessarily a ton of time. She took me about an hour and a half. Um, but for perspective, most of the Marvel Crisis Protocol figures take me 10 to 15 minutes to get them just initially put together. Um, and then doing the kind of refining stuff takes a little longer. But Shuri's taken me about an hour and a half, and I, she still doesn't have one of her arms on. Uh, so she's difficult. She's a difficult one. And, and there are some in the game that are very, very easy to put together. Like Modok was a cinch. Hulk is a cinch. Uh, there's some that are a little more difficult. So if you are just getting into the hobby of, uh, of miniatures, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol is a great game. It gives you very detailed instructions, but also uh, just be aware that there's a couple characters that are going to be pretty tricky to build. Okay. So, All yeah, right. that's, that's my, uh, that's my that. PSA on yeah. uh, MCP. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have I played any games that I'm not working on lately? Let's, let's hang uh, on for a second. Yeah, yeah. Crisis. Yeah, we've been playing that. Dun, dun, dun. Magic, Magic the Gathering. Played a little yeah, magic. played with eras and yeah, stuff. That was yeah. new to me. We should we should play some we should magic. Play we should break them out of something. Well, you know, we talked about playing Dice Throne after the show last time. We, That's true. We didn't get to update get for that. everyone wondering who won. Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't, and, and it but may stay, not. And it know, may not today. Stay tuned. If you subscribe on iTunes, <laughs> you you can be notified. <laughs> you five star us. Yeah, when there's a Dice Throne winner. Okay. All right. That feels like enough games. Okay. Okay. Right. I did do a while. I'll, I'll talk one more thing. Good. Crisis Protocol, because it's the best game. Sure. I played the three-man raid, um, where it's two players against um, a super-powered Ultron. Sweet. 
And it was a fucking blast. It, yeah, you know, this game is generally a 1v1 game. Um, they just released their first free content drop, which was a boss raid. And um, it was really fun. I played as Ultron and just barely won. It came down to one round where I had one turn and I had to kill three characters in that activation in order to win. Otherwise, it was over. Um, and I managed to do it in the last second because they were um, they had made some poor strategic placement uh, mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. But uh, in the end, yeah, I, I was able to do it as Ultron. But it came at, it came down to the wire. It was really tight, really well designed. Yeah. Uh, and and this game just keeps getting better and better. So I, awesome. again, I just can't recommend this game enough. It's fantastic. There you go. We're yeah. trying to get we're trying to get one of the guys from the team over on this show, but. Um, Atomic Mass Games is owned by Asmodee now, oh. and so it's like you have to go through some very, very official Asmodee a- channels, and that. I don't know that yeah. we're popular enough uh, to be able to do it. I, I'm friends with the guy. He's like, yeah, man, I'd love to come on, but you got to go through this process. Wow. So yeah. I can't even, I don't think I can even say who it is. Uh, Probably not. Don't, don't burn him. No, I don't yeah. want to burn it, but um, hopefully we'll be able to get one of the guys from the team. Uh, on the show sometime soon. I wonder and, if there's uh, anything people could do to help with that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Maybe they could uh, give the show five stars there you on go. iTunes. Perfect. You're that already could, here. That could be it. Then, then you'll hear us talk even more about Crisis Protocol. <laughs> this is the Muffle Crisis Protocol. We will threaten, threaten people. We'll just start talking Star Wars again, like every other bearded white guy, oh, if, if need be. Well, welcome to making the Crisis Protocol show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I pitched you another podcast, John. Mm-hmm. It's called You and Me. Yeah, you did. You did yeah, earlier today. I, I told you that I have an idea, and it's covering maybe the greatest show on Netflix. Nay, Whoa. the greatest streaming show. Nay, the greatest love story <laughs> to ever unfold on the silver oh my God. or big screen. Oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> Not, you know, I, but I love the show on Netflix. You. You you really do. I, I am obsessed. It makes me happy. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's what here's here if I were to pitch it to you, and what's funny is here's how much I care about you. Uh-huh. We argued for Star Wars for an hour. Yeah. So we just spoil everything. People yeah. have seen it. Yeah. Don't care. For this show, I I would feel bad spoiling the show. I have no idea how to talk about it without. Sure. Um, but a, an overly broad statement, it is about a stalker with a fixation. Yes. And that, and then how that plays out and his fixation, uh, he, what he does to get close to her and to manipulate their relationship. Right. Um, it is both terrible because there's definitely this going on and wonderful because it's so absurd and so, um, soapy Yeah. that what I like, John is we both write, we both beat out a, 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 an outline and know what beats to hit and sure. you gotta, you know, you have to have your meat cutes and your break into threes and your dark night of the souls. You is so slapdash and so insane that it is very difficult to predict who will be living and who will be dead. It's, it's, it's Shakespeare. If Shakespeare did ayahuasca, it's Shakespeare. If Shakespeare wrote for the CW. Correct. This that is, is a, a funny thing. I like that about the show too. No, no boobs, no butts, no swearing. They're swearing a little bit, okay. But it's it is definitely cut in a way that it's cut for TV, not for Netflix. Yeah, you have act breaks that cut to black, not in a way that that Netflix shows generally do. You do it where it is primed for commercials, and and just be the reason why, so that we all are aware. This is a Greg Berlanti show. 
Um, Greg Berlanti of all the CW shows pretty much at this point. He's done all the DC shows, yeah. all the Riverdale. Um, he does, I think he's behind Sabrina as well. Um, so he makes all of those shows that look very cheap and are written very rushed, uh, but end up being very watchable. So please. And that's the kind of the thing is, is it, you know, it's, it's like the Bud Light that, uh, I was given at Halloween and, um, and have yeah. been trying to clear out for, for the last, uh, three months, four months. Um, I don't like it. But it goes down smooth. That's right. Yeah. And I'm just I can I can just make my way through it, even though I'm like, well, I'm not enjoying this. This is water. It's not great. You're but... really ruining our sponsorship sh- shot with Bud Light right now. <laughs> but, I had them on the line. But it goes down smooth. Goes down smooth. And I can just keep going. I can just go one one to the next. That's right. Um, just and, like episodes of you. And just like episodes of you. That's exactly right. We cleared both seasons in about four or five days. Mm-hmm. And the whole time we we're going, this isn't good. This is actively a bad program. Um, you want to watch the next one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I need that in my life. Because yeah. when it's too when you make something too good, I go, oh, I wonder if they have a license partner. Oh, I wonder if they need merch or games or comic books. Oh, I wonder if I can make one. And then my brain just spirals. And then mm-hmm. I'm not going to sleep. And then I'm going to get obsessed with something. Sure. Like a girl in a bookstore. Oh, my God. You is really good. It is. It is really bad. That's so good. It's it, not it, good. it inspired it, it, the memes. It inspires. I will take seasons forever just for the memes of when Joe puts his hat on. He makes Clark Kent look like a master detective. <laughs> he is invisible with his ball cap on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that's how you know dirt's coming. Yeah. It's like oh Joe with no hat. Okay. Joe, Joe with hat. hat. Uh oh. Things are gonna happen. Yeah. So uh, good. It it is. It's a show that burned out its premise by episode five, and then had to kind of pivot and reinvent itself. And then season two, they were like, "Let's continue to do that, but also while being exactly the same." And this is um this is no small feat right. to reinvent yourself while still being exactly the same. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff in So season one, they, they run out of steam around episode six. There's a bonkers episode seven where they're like, we're going to soft reboot the show. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, 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 oh, shit. We got to, we got to circle back. We got to actually close some of these plot lines. Well, not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. Um, so they ground back and do that. And then season two, they are like, okay, we need to make this feel different, mm-hmm. but also be exactly the same. So everything that happens in season one. I know what we'll do. It's the exact knee-jerk opposite. Yeah. We will do everything exactly the same, but 180 degrees different. And it's wonderful because here's what that shows you, John. Joe can't... He can't have it all. He can't be happy. He can't... It's... it's, Oh, if I'd have done it different with the kid... (laughs) That family would be happy. No, yeah. Yeah. you're touching them. You are you are corrupt, my friend. Oh, sure. it's wonderful. So doing that was so smart. I think we can agree. It was something. Ah, it's so good. I if you like, just if you like to not think every once in a while, or or if you're actively trying to not think every once in a while, which I think we all do. Right. This is the show where yep. you just go. Huh, these people are all making money doing this. Like, why Why am I stressed out about making an award-winning book or whatever? I, I could just make a thing and just do it for fun's sake. And that's nice to remember because sure. you get a little hyper-stressed just trying to make perfection when really, you know, we're making party games. Yep. The first word's party. Yep. First yep. word's not even game, man. <laughs> it's party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, there are a lot of different levels 
uh, iterations of bad media, oh bad my God. TV or bad movies. So see, but oh, so this is a problem. So I say a sentence and it's good, and then I come up with something in my head and I go, oh, now we have to make a thing. I can talk about you. I'm never going to make that game. I just said party and yeah. game, and then yeah. thought party legacy game, and then thought you used to be cool would be a hell of a name for a party legacy game. <laughs> <laughs> You used to what be a, cool. Whoa, what a You tangent. were cool in game right. one. Okay. Game two, maybe you're not cool anymore. You used to be cool. You used to be cool. How does how does this game let's 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 go on. I'm 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 into this tangent right. now. This is off the dome. All Here right. we go. All this right, is, let's this let's is make freestyle this game. game making. Okay. okay. All right. So <laughs> each game comes with a sticker pack. Okay. Sticker pack. Uh-huh. Name tags. Okay. Okay. All right. Now you you start the party. Uh-huh. You put your name tags on. And then you just cruise around the party, and you've got you know you've got accoutrements, stations set up essentially, right? Uh-huh. So we've got a little beer pong station, a little okay. flip cup station, a okay. little uh, quarters station. I'm I'm trying to think of what 23 year old Nate did. Yeah, uh huh. If you run into somebody, yeah, play a little game with them. Sure. If you lose, they scratch your name tag, give you a little mark. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. All yeah. Right. Now, you used to be cool. <laughs> so not, next time you play a game, if I if if all of us are the same ranking, mm-hmm. there are no bonus adjustments. But based off uh, markings on the name tags from losers, losers only, mm-hmm. uh, those people get a little spiff in the game. Okay, to balance things out and try and make other people not cool. Right, thereby leaving only one person cool who can stand in front of the whole room and say, "You all used to be cool. This party's dead anyway." I'm, I'm out. Wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, and and that's that's so true. Is uh, the the longer you try to hang on to being cool, the harder it is. Yeah, I'm living that life. <laughs> I, I gave up on that game uh, around around age yeah. 23. <laughs> yeah. I stopped go. being cool around there. Uh, I, I I think this is this could definitely fit in our. This game is bad. This game is bad. We own that domain, by the way. Do oh, shit, you bought I, it? I buy domains. <laughs> yeah. So this game is bad is now a line featuring Hey Mar. Uh, it's your cousin Marvin, mm-hmm. which is a delightful game. Yeah, did, uh, did we talk about this last episode? Uh, your co- I found out. Oh, I found out by the way. Shocking! I have a co-designer on that. Oh You'd God. never guess who it is. Is it, is it Matt Fantastic? It's Matt Fantastic. <laughs> Turns out he and I invented this game. Uh, last year, two years ago at PAX South, <laughs> and we're playing it constantly. And so when I pitched this game, uh, he said, or uh, to someone else, they said, I think Matt was yelling that at me one time. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's your cousin Marvin, taken from a scene from a little-known time travel movie, kind of an indie. It's kind of a weird romantic relationship. I think it's French because of the incest. We, oh, oh, yes, yes. Because Wondering whether that's a gizmo Mr. Mark. Calvin Klein. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, how you would do it is charade style. You write down names for the other team uh-huh. of famous people, and then that person, whoever the active player is, the Marvin, yeah, would have to draw a name, mm-hmm. and then, for instance, Chuck Berry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then you then you <laughs> yell at the top of your lungs. This is a good convention game. Uh huh. And you say, <laughs> you say, hey, but you don't say the first name. That's the difference. So I right. can't say, hey, Chuck. You say, hey, it's your cousin Marvin. You know that new sound you've been looking for? I think I found it. Yeah. Now we took it. So obviously he says Marvin Barry. You can't do that. In right. Our version. Sure. Now it would be, hey John, it's your cousin, Marvin. 
You know that new equation that proves that uh, speed is equal to time versus mass? Yeah. I think I found it. And you would answer. It's Marvin Einstein. That's right. <laughs> it's a great convention game. Uh, you can play it walking the halls. And so, sure. yeah, so the level of you, I just want to have some fun in life. I want to yeah. make silly stuff. And I think making a few things while we design and develop other things is good. So definitely. We got from when it keeps those creative there. muscles going, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> All right. What rel- relatively normal to that thing are you into? Uh, so I, okay, so I'm going to preface this, um, I'm going to talk about Star Wars Land at Disneyland. We went yesterday. Okay, don't spoil it, because I have not not gone, and I have avoided research. Yes, exactly. I, Is it awesome? It's fucking amazing. So, so I'm not going to spoil anything major. I'm not going to, I'm going to try my best to not spoil anything even minor, um, but I also am desperate to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, so, so if you want to know absolutely nothing about Star Wars Land at Disneyland, yeah. like absolutely nothing, I would say probably turn off the podcast okay. now. But if you're okay with some mild spoilers, um, I'm not going to spoil really anything about Rise of Resistance because it's too fucking cool. You cool. have to experience it yourself. And if I give it away, it's not going to be as cool. Wow. Um, I don't know what it is at all. So I'm just going to not ask questions about that one. You know what? I'm going to tell. I'm going to say one thing that I can say that was really cool about it. Okay. That um, it has nothing to do with the ride, but it's the one thing I can talk about about going on the ride that's not a spoiler. Sure. The guy next to me in the car. Was uh, played the Christian vampire on True Blood. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that the dude. Guy is, yeah, who the they're pa- all the the pastor guy. The pastor guy from season two, Amazing. and then he becomes a vampire, and he's got the blonde as the, his 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife and co-host. Yeah. yeah, that guy. He was he was in there with us, and he was having the time of his life. Wow, he was having so much fun. Uh, just a great great time. Seemed like a nice guy. That's um, awesome. We got in, so I, uh, I again, I don't want to spoil too much stuff, but I'll tell you the story behind it because there are some important things. If you are planning on going, here's some important and hot tips. All right. So uh, right now, the way that it works is you have to get into a boarding group. Um, that cool. you can't just get in line. You have to be in a boarding group, and you have to do it through the Disneyland app. Um, the boarding group fills up within roughly a minute okay. of the park opening. Okay. Um, now, all boarding groups for the day. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, it, first of all, if Disneyland opens at nine o'clock, so on weekdays it opens at nine, on weekends it opens at eight. Okay. Um, they open the the gates and let you in an hour before the park opens. Okay. But all rides and attractions are closed. It's because there's so many people that are lined up at the gates that they mm-hmm. want to get everybody in so that right when the park opens. Everything is immediately there, and you're already in the park. Cool. Um, okay. So if you're going to get there, so we thought, oh, well, we'll get really early because when they open the gates, it'll be immediately the time. So we got up, and we got there at like – the park opened at 9. We got there at 7.15, oh 7.30. Wow. Because we were like, oh, we got to get it. We got to get in, and yeah. we want to be the first ones in so we can hit the button. And it ended up not mattering because 8 o'clock rolled around and they opened the gates and let everybody in. So everybody was already in there when 9 o'clock happened and a million people were hammering the joint boarding group. Okay, so it's geocached? You have to be You have to be in the park and you have to already have had your tickets scanned. Wow. Yeah. Intense. Oh, that's a great way to avoid scalpers and such. Yeah, absolutely. And now when you go in and you just buy a pass, they take a photo of your face so that you can't pass the picture on anybody else if you have a park hopper or you're going in and out. It's very tight. Uh, Try to get in now. They, 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 They don't... 
allow it back when I was in college we used to get one person who'd get a year pass you'd walk in you'd hand it through the bars over on the side to the next person they'd go in and they'd hand it to the next wow. person they'd go in just ruined our Disney sponsorship too yeah right we used to do that in college I, I went to college 10 minutes away from Disneyland so we would yeah. do this like every Wednesday um, but uh, so you get in at nine o'clock, the button becomes available and you hammer it as fast as you fucking can wow. to try and get in. Um, we did it immediately. As soon as nine o'clock hit, we were boarding group 62. Wow. Um, most days they've been getting around 115, 120 boarding groups. Um, our day they made it to, I think group 67. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. It broke down constantly. Mm. And, um, it broke down. We were number 62. It broke down at 61 <laughs> for about three yeah. hours. Yeah. And then 62 came in. We got in line, waited for two hours in line as it was broken immediately again. Mm. They cleared out the line and gave everyone who had waited two hours a fast pass. Okay. Um, and then about an hour and a half, two hours after that, wow. the fast pass, they, they got it back up. So then we got to go in through the fast pass and we got on the right. So it's... It, 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 for if you want to go and you want to do it, I would say you have to show up an hour before um, the park opens, and you have to have the app. You have to be ready to hit the button, but you also have to be ready for bad things to happen, like wow. the, the ride going yeah. down. Um, and honestly, I can imagine why the ride's breaking down so much. It is a technical marvel. It is technically the coolest ride I've ever been on. Wow. The coolest piece of entertainment I think I've ever experienced. The, constantly, Delaney and I were looking and going, "How the hell did that just happen?" How did they do that? Wow. This is amazing. I have no idea how they're doing this. Um, it is a hybrid experience that behaves in a way that no other ride does. Yeah, that's too cool. Um, it's a it's a it's an experience. Okay. It's a real experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the we did that. We did also obviously we went through. The, the land, Star Wars mm-hmm. land, which is very cool, full cool. of Easter eggs. Okay. Um, and again, you want the app because there's a bunch of games. You get a data pad mm-hmm. um, app, basically. And, um, and there's all these missions. So you're doing missions oh, cool. there. And you're scanning boxes and you're yeah, cool. solving puzzles. Um, but Kylo Ren and First Order are walking around the whole time. And they're, they're like harassing people. They're like, give me that data pad. What do you have on here? Uh-oh. You've got, you've got resistance stuff. You you come with us kind of stuff. Um, and I was wearing my Buzz Lightyear hoodie. They, they, the actors are so good. They're so professional because they come and harass people. And they're like, hey, I see you in that space suit. Are you a rebel sympathizer? I said, hey, man, I'm Star Command. Star Command doesn't hold a place <laughs> between First Order or the resistance. Buzz Lightyear is neutral. <laughs> uh, and they were like... Granted, carry on. Like they, nice. like they know it. Like they, yeah, they get into it. There yeah, is really cool. Um, we also did the Millennium Falcon ride, which has been out for quite a bit longer. Okay. Um, that ride was also pretty damn cool. But Sweet. I think that the coolness is subject to what role you get. So there are three roles you can get okay. on the Millennium Falcon ride. You can be a pilot. Mm-hmm. There's two pilots. Okay. You can be a gunner. There's two yeah. gunners. Okay. Or you can be an engineer, and there's two engineers. Okay. Delaney and I both got pilot. It was. Far and away, the most interesting and fun role. Like we didn't go on it again, but we could see like as the pilots, one person is controlling left and right, one person is controlling up and down, uh-huh. and it matters. Like you get a score at the end. Oh, cool! I love that. It matters where yeah. how you're navigating. Oh, that's fun. Um, the gunners also seems to be important of of what you're doing, but like you're not pointing anything, you're not aiming, you're just tapping buttons. Uh, okay. Engineers the same thing. You just kind of tap some buttons, and mm. so it was like, oh. 
I could see how that's less interesting. Mm-hmm. Being a pilot was fucking rad. Okay. But the other ones kind of seemed a little less. Okay. So, All right. so, good good yeah, note. Yeah, good note. yeah. Um, it's got a character in it that's the central character who you wouldn't expect. You'd only know him if you're a fan of the uh, Star Wars Rebels or, or Clone Wars show. Nope. There's a lot of Rebels-inspired stuff in the land, which is, is cool because it feels like a little bit more of a deep dive. Nice. Uh, I bought a very expensive costume and so did Delaney. <laughs> I got a Sith... Uh, Sith like force user dark robes black robes and they're fucking cool Um, very high quality you know I love a good cloak Uh, I can't say no to a good cloak Um, and Delaney got uh, Princess Leia robes uh, that were also pretty cool we didn't spend as much money as Ross Thompson did when he went he showed me all of his haul oh no he bought a lot of stuff oh boy he went overboard okay Um, but we bought a lot uh, where we bought a little a couple things but they were (laughs) We're not cheap. Um, so but, will this year's d- murder be Star Wars based so you can wear this cloak? Well, that depends. Uh, that's going to depend on a few factors that I am not allowed to talk about right now because uh, they're a very transparent podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. <laughs> Sorry, number one rule. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't want to get too too much further into it. The, um, we ate lunch there. It was uh, very good. We had a really good meal. Picture your drinks from we the cantina. We went to the cantina. We had really fun drinks. The cantina was super cool. You have to make reservations in advance if you want to go into the cantina. Okay. And you, you have to these... do it like weeks ahead. Okay, time. weeks ahead. Uh, we, we did it like three weeks ahead of time, and there were like three available spots. Okay. Um, and we got, I had a very tasty drink. So did Delaney. She had a tasty drink, and the foam on her drink made your lips go numb, and that was like oh, the shtick of it. Oh, that's funny. And it was cool. It worked, and cool. it was like, wow, this is super neat and something very Star Wars-y. Cool. And were they alcohol or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Mine had tequila. Hers had vodka. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now they have booze in Disneyland, so if you like yeah. if you like your alcohols, uh, that's that's where you can get it at Disneyland. All right. Uh, it, was, it was a really... Vodka and numb lips, so yeah. I assume Disneyland serves straws. No, no straws, mm. no straws, uh, and we. <laughs> no, nope, not gonna comment on that face yeah. you just made. Um, but uh, you also you expect at Disneyland for them to make the drinks very weak. Yeah, that's nah, that. They're nah. poor, huh? They, oh. they, uh, they they know what they're doing. They the mouse they want you to have a good time. Nice. I, I first I thought it's gonna be weak because they don't want people getting obnoxious. They don't want people right. getting. And then I thought, well, hang on a second. They want you spending money. Uh, and they want you spending a lot uh, of money on highly overpriced things. And what makes you more apt to spend yes, a lot of money and lower okay. your inhibitions towards yep. purchases than getting boozed up? Yep. And so then it like clicked. It made sense. It was like, oh no, they're overpouring. They're yeah. they're overserving because they know that once you get a little liquored up, you're gonna suddenly shell out a lot of money on something. Right. So um, yeah, it uh, it it definitely is an expensive land to yeah, go to okay. uh, but it was damn cool cool um, and if if they make I mean now they're making Avengers land and it's mm-hmm. very smartly right next to where Guardians of the Galaxy ride is so they don't pull a Star Tours and where it's like well Star Tours is in Fan- or Tomorrowland and then halfway across the park You've got Star Wars land that's totally different, but yeah. the same IP. Um, Tower of Terror slash now it's Guardians of the Galaxy oh. is going to be the opening area that leads right into Marvel land. Mm. So um, that was that's really smart placement. I'm really excited for what they're going to do with Avengers land now that uh, I've, I've been to Star Wars and it's, it's so damn cool. cool. Uh, and the park was otherwise 
really, really calm. We didn't wait more than 15, 20 minutes to get on a single ride all day, oh, including Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, fun. We made our way onto 12 rides, and that's okay. including a two-hour wait Wow. Um, that ended up with us getting refunded uh, fast passes uh, yeah. for Rise Resistance. But yeah, um, if, you, if you're thinking like, oh, I want to go to Star Wars, but I can't because uh, it's, it's going to be too busy... Like just go on if you can if you can swing a midweek like a yeah. Tuesday Wednesday um, you're you're gonna get on all the rides you're gonna have a really good time that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah very so, cool so uh, hopefully I didn't ramble on too long about yeah. Disneyland but uh, we we <laughs> had a good time yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great I'm super excited I'm, that was the perfect amount I wanted to hear I'm so glad they have booze and. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that the rides are so good. The rides so, are great, and even though me... it's in the new trilogy, it's set, all set in yeah. the new trilogy. Um, the ride was ten times better than the movie. <laughs> wow! And Star Tours is doing the new movie as well. Oh, really? Um, and I also was like, "Well, that's actually because they they Just do it in different speed videos." Skipping. I will say it it tied into the new movie in a way that I walked out going, "I'm really impressed by the storytelling choices they made in Star Tours." The way they linked it into Rise of Palpatine yeah. was really, really clever, and they did it in a way that felt like, wow, I could conceivably be in the movie right now, like in the timeline of the movie, and it doesn't feel shoehorned in like it usually does in Star Tours, where they're like, oh, and now we're up against Darth Vader? Right. right? And you're like, yeah. why? Why, why is, is he Vader... killing a tourist well, Yeah, ship? why yeah. is this ship all of a sudden fighting Darth Vader? Yeah. In this one, they came up with a... And there's a there's a really great cameo from, oh, from a character that right. everybody knows and loves. Billy um, Williams. I, I just guessed. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. all, it has to be Billy Dee Williams. It's Billy Dee Williams. Yeah, there you go. Lando I'll shows spoil up. stuff without knowing stuff. Lando shows up. Never stopped and, me before. Uh, and he calls you to action in a way that if you've seen the movie, you can probably guess... Uh, what happens yeah. but it was really cool and I, I walked away from the Star Wars filled Disney day honestly hating Rise of Palpatine a little less oh, good. because I, I had such a great experience um, doing Star Wars in this in cool. this new well, trilogy's world yeah. uh, but I had such a good time with it that it made me hate the new trilogy a little less so that's, that's as good of a good. review as I could possibly give that's pretty good because I hated the new trilogy I know it made, well, it made <laughs> me break up with Star Wars but on like a cool breakup on yeah. like a like a, there's nothing else to do in this relationship breakup right like we, we did it all we saw it right yeah yeah so, yeah. yeah so there you go well uh, hey John yeah it's your cousin Marvin <laughs> You know that new show you've been looking for? With a writer and a cop and witty hijinks? I think I found it. Oh, thanks, Marvin Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what his character's name Castle. is. Castle. Oh, you're right. It's Castle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shit. That was, that was bad. Right. Marvin Bud Castle. Light. Yeah, Bud Light's getting to him. Right after Bones. Yeah. On ABC. That's a double header. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because I uh, I'm a little sleep deprived from from being at Disneyland all day, and then I, uh, I I couldn't get home in time, so I just crashed at Mattress Firm, which I would never recommend because those beds are garbage. And the mob showed up in the morning trying to get their uh, their their money because you know it's a laundering scheme. They try to go to the mattresses. No, no, I oh, know, <laughs> uh, but Mattress Firm in all reality is a is a money laundering scheme. Oh, is it mob. that one guy, the it's guy who just got arrested for the guns? That owns a bunch of stuff in town? He was part of it, okay. yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's, it goes oh, wider. Okay. It goes deeper. Oh, yeah. wow. It's yeah, some Illuminati-type shit. All right. Mattress Check room. out next episode. You just teased next episode big time. Yeah, really. We get to the bottom yeah. of this. All yeah. right. We're going to the mattresses. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it.